Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works without the BS. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the No More Leadership BS podcast. We're here to share a little bit of our insights and thoughts. I'm glad you're here to join us. And if you're driving, if you're at work, wherever you are, hope you're having a great day. And hopefully this conversation will help influence how wonderful your day is going. And to do that, we're going to talk to some of our besties here. We've got uh, Jeff Geyers in the house. Jeff, go say hey to the people. Hey, people. So beautifully done. I follow directions. My Niners. My Niners. What up, peeps? All right, Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm still trying to figure out what are the Niners? Is that like a, a team that plays a sport that you like or something? I don't know. Such a, appreciate sports balls. Sports balls. Exactly. It's balls. <laughs> Sorry, Myra. He <laughs> digressed. Yeah, right. Myra's here. <laughs> How come you always wait till last? How come I'm never first? You offended me. I was the first. That's why I or last. Always. Uh, okay, then I'm not offended. Linear. I'm just going down the order of y'all on my screen. So that's only you that. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about how we as individuals interact with the world. And we're going to go through three different stages. And before you've already fallen asleep, it's simply a fun conversation. It sounds super nerdy on the get-go. But we're going to talk about dependence, independence, and interdependence. Wake up, Conroy. I'm sorry. Please, okay, he's good. Sorry, he's sorry, good. sorry. So there's something that I enjoy about our American culture, and it's this phrase, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And if you're wearing boots, or even I've got some fancy pants hiking shoes, there's literally a strap, a loop, something on there, like not every pair of cords, but many, where you put your finger in, help pull your shoe on your foot. So now think about that. That's rugged independence. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's also a physical impossibility. Just try it. Just stay here. Walking around, taking the walk, bend down, grab those bootstraps and pull. And uh, what I want you to do is when you put in the chat for this podcast, tell us how far off the ground you lifted yourself. We're all dying to hear how it's not going to What we're going to talk about and you know, start off with is um, nobody does anything all by themselves. I know already I've got some people who probably have hives, but imagine the, the, accomplishments we have every single day. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. Think about the support, the resources, the access to things, whether it's electricity or shelter or things you haven't built on your own. There's things out there that even you may be uh, uh, feeling independent, there's quite a lot of dependence going on. And dare I say, as we'll get to interdependence. So thinking first about uh, dependence, it it has a a ring of being not terribly self-sufficient. And there's some truth there, but think about how it happens in a day-to-day basis. If you go out looking for a job, you put out your best resume, your best cover letter, and now once it's out into the ether, you are 100% dependent on somebody else seeing that 
and deciding you're worth having a conversation with. There's no more leverage you can pull. You're dependent on them to say, hey, I want to talk to you. So that, that's a bit of a big space. Uh, a smaller, more minor issue, somebody might say, I need to go to college. I've got Google. That's great. And who wrote Google? Not, this isn't about the, the education. It's about the access to information. And so even if you feel like you want to be independent, dependence shows up in very different ways. So I want to ask the group about some of your experiences when you've been dependent on somebody else for your success. Isn't that the definition of leadership though? For me, it, yeah. to, to, to be a leader, it's, it's the I go, we go mentality it, for me. It's I'm not successful unless the team's successful. So I need to make sure my team is successful in order for me to be for me to be successful. So I got to get the best out of my people, get the best resources to my people so they can do the best job possible because my goals are totally dependent upon their achievements. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah for sure. And then not to get too uh, philosophical, but I, I think dependence, kind of the, the way the world was put together, our experience with dependence is actually before, but the moment you're born, you're de- you are 100% dependent on someone else. You have no ability of your own You're going way, way back for you. That, that's where it starts. And that's my point. I think that's how the world was put together. And that this whole dependence thing, the, the relationship thing is a requirement. Yeah, way back, <clears throat> yeah, decades Six or more. <laughs> when you and Jesus were in daycare together. When I was born, you're the first guy I met. So you're old. <laughs> well, it wasn't the dark ages then. It was just the ages. <laughs> I, I just, I, I have to push back Jeff Conroy just a little bit. Because no. dependence, I don't think is real accurate for leadership. I think maybe interdependence is more accurate because... They depend on you, you depend on them. I'll give you that. And it's it's a symbiotic relationship that has to go both ways. It has to go way. both. <laughs> I say I'm working <laughs> ahead of your go, go to the, Out of the end of the line, you are no longer a leader. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but I agree with you. I think as a leader, you bring something to the table, but you've got to... You've got to have the skill and the talent to draw it out of you. But you're you're also depending on their willingness and to be led. Correct. And to do, because not everybody is in that position. So anyway, that's what came to mind. I thought, that's really interdependence, isn't it? So what do you guys... Doesn't it start off that way? Wouldn't you think it starts off as somebody who comes in new to the organization? They have a dependence on the people around them to train them how to become independent so that they can be an interdependent part of the team. That's that secular, that's, it's, they're all, they all play a part, a po- play a role. It's where you are. And if you can recognize it. Mystique, you know, when people talk about new programs, businesses, leaders, we use some of the same kind of language that, that Gary was pointing towards. Things are in their infancy of development. That infancy means it doesn't know the world yet. It doesn't understand things. It's fully dependent on all the other inputs to make it make sense. And so when you're a new leader in the role, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. You're completely dependent on people telling you what's what about the culture. And you have to then understand what does fit the mold of that culture and what's that one person's perspective of that culture. And trying to understand those pieces without yet having the full comprehension. You're dependent upon learning and watching and waiting. And it's not exactly comfortable most of the time. Yeah. So if we think about the depending on other things, let's move to independence because Myron wants to jump to the punchline. So let's just get down that road. Let's just make this path. 
Uh, talk about the <laughs> independence. Yeah, I mentioned the, uh, the bootstraps metaphor. And, and I do want you to think about uh, the Americanism of the rugged independence. What does that mean? I'm asking for introspection from you listeners, and there's a whole thing to keep your vehicles on the road. What does that mean to you, this, this version of independence? And think about how that shows up in your work life and your personal life. Because as we walk through this life, chances are decent, we're doing it with other people. And so independence and the relationships can sometimes come at odds. And what I want to talk about a little bit more is that the independence is a little, we feel like we want to be standing on our own feet, knowing full well as other people in this equation. So massive group, when you have had issues of independence pop up, when you were leaders, maybe when you were in a lot of team, how did the independence show up and what was the general reaction to it? So that, that's a clumsy question. I'll get to a point. I used to, we used to talk about autonomy and independence in a role, in a position. And then when that person wanted that decision to be made their way, but it didn't fit policy procedure or whatever, they get upset. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We said autonomy, we said independence, but we meant within these parameters, we didn't mean full on crazy town, go do whatever you want. There's a boundary here, which caused some stress and some struggle because we didn't define our version of independence. And so it took a little bit of time to understand that issue and then stop saying autonomy and stop saying independence and start saying teamwork and collaboration. So with that slightly different lead in, are we ready for storytelling? Who has some insights on their versions of independence in their workspaces? Man. I don't know if this is, my independence is probably one of my greatest assets and biggest liabilities all at the same time because I can work independently, prefer to work independently of constraints, but it doesn't foster a really good team environment mm-hmm. because I, I like to work together independently. That's just what I gravitate to. It You don't get as much done, but I want to tell you that I came by it honestly because my mother told me the minute I learned how to talk, I said, first, me do it myself. I was born independent and <laughs> me do it myself. No and way. I, yes, absolutely way. <laughs> but I, I started out independent and because there was eight kids in the family, independence was a really good thing because that was just one less person that you know, so that you had so to worry about. Well, listen, we got hacked there for me. That was a, not one of us. That's not like, okay, <laughs> Russian troll farm. Yeah. <laughs> but my point there is I had to consciously learn to work toward, and that's why I like Covey so well, because that's his seven habits. The first three are in working through independence before you can be interdependent. And, or anyway, the, there's three stages there that he goes through. And it is... I I struggle with the interdependence and I struggle with that still at my age. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that independence is a bad thing. It's overly independent when you don't seek others for help, when you don't do uh, collaborate because two heads are better than one type of thing. Um, that it gets in the way. And I see that not only, we see it in our country right now. We, we see, I'm, this, is a, this is a free country. Free is translated into independent. And we forget that we work together to make our country or our community or the, the place that we work. Well, it, and, okay. So 
if, if to be independent, this is something that leaders struggle with because I've heard so many times, and I've used the phrase, I don't like it when other people are in control of my destiny. I, I like to be in control of my own destiny, but I know, have experienced firsthand the amazing things that can happen as a team to to stick with the team. Yeah, I could go out and and do all my own stuff and do, and be me, but mm-hmm. first of all, it's not fun. I love the synergistic right. effort. I love the group effort. It's, to me, that's a lot of fun. That's where Meyer and I agree. Um, but it's also good to be independent, but independent comes with confidence. But if you have enough confidence, you should have confidence to know that you're better as a team than as an individual. But as an individual, you're bringing something to the team. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So any other Jeffs have a comment about independence? Independent together. You look at the Yeah, word. that's, in, that's a, ed- yeah, I was good. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead, McGaugh. Well, in dependence. You're in dependence. You are depending on others. That's literally in the word. In dependent. Yep. Yep. So you're in famous. You're more than famous. You're more than famous. You're in famous. That's how famous they are. So that's why we're going to go to Mexico and play our gig. God. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. That was, yeah. To to me, it depends upon how fine a point you want to put on independent. If you really drill down, at least the way my brain works. Oh boy. You cannot be 100% independent. No, I agree with that. Everything around us and in us and through us has been touched by someone else. And then what I was thinking about is the United States of America. And when was it? 1776 or whatever, the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be Mm self-evident. And it was about a community of people, not about an individual, even though that whole document is about the independence of a group of people, not the independence of singular people. Yes. Love that. And as you may guess, and you've got from our podcast to this point, not just this episode, but our whole flavor, we're going to move to inter- interdependence. That's where we gravitate towards naturally. There is the collegiality. How do we build on one another? How do we lift somebody else up? And so I'd like to share, you know, this interdependency idea. It's not the hippy-dippy free love stuff. It is actual community, teamwork, and making sure that we are, more than we is, are moving in a similar direction and a similar pace. In nature, where you have animals depend on one another, oftentimes for food, sometimes for protection. That's a symbiosis. In business, we call it synergy, where we help each other out. And there's all kinds of metaphors we use. One hand washes the other. I'll scratch my back if you scratch mine. Um, I won't turn you into the feds if you let me in on your scheme for inside trading. You know how it goes. The usual stuff. <laughs> the norms. The, the regular things. <laughs> Politics in general. <laughs> you know, just little things. Natural stuff. The concepts that we have in place are meant to help us help each other out. And it takes time, at least for me, to learn that because of the bad, not training, but I would say social constructs that were out there. We've talked before about how sometimes leaders come in you know, angry and mean, that's the best way to motivate people. In my experience, my death, one of my deficits was when people would come to me, once I had a position, I felt I had some sort of influence or power of any type, but people came to me asking for something. I thought they were asking for special favors or considerations or asking of me to give something. And so of course my disposition in my head with that framing was I will be independent Whatever you think you need from me, I will decide by golly if this is the right way to go or not. But then once I backed off that and started realizing if they're coming to ask for something, it just might be they need help. Not that they want to take an unfair advantage. So then the question becomes, 
how do I help this relationship? How do I help this experience get better for this person in front of me? And by the way, helping somebody else tends to get me somebody else who likes what I'm doing, which gets more people to, to succeed, which isn't a bad place to be, but took time to get there. And so for you guys, I'm wondering if you had some similar experiences wondering or thinking about your transition from dependence to independence into interdependence. And you can tell a brief story about your, your experience. I taught kindergarten and that means I had two classes. I had an AM and a PM class, a total of 45, five and six-year-old kids that the first time they'd ever been in school. And I didn't realize it at the time, but what I was doing was trying to teach them to be independent of me in the classroom. And in order to do that, we had to create community. We had to make sure that they were interdependent with each other. So if somebody was lacking a skill, there was somebody else on the team in the classroom that could help them out with it. And that I didn't have to be responsible for every single kid and every single kid's success at every single activity because you physically can't do that. There's just, there's the numbers, one to 24, one to 25 kids. And so what happened was, is that eventually after about, I want to say about five and a half, six months, they, they were independent enough that they became interdependent. And so that they eventually, what I did was I, I was able to teach two full days of kindergarten without saying a single word because the kids took over the classroom. And it was an experiment I did. I just was like, well, let's see what happens. Like, why not? Let's try. Let's push the boundaries of what these kids can do and just see what happens. And it was the calmest, most peaceful, serene two days I've ever had in any classroom before or since. It was absolutely amazing. And people, the principal walked by my classroom, literally just looks in, the, in their jaws on the floor because the kids were so calm. They were running the classroom. They were doing all the talking. I didn't say anything. And I just, it was, and she's, what the heck are you doing? And I took her out in the hallway and I said, I'm just trying to see how good they can do on their own and see what we've done. If, if what I've done is actually beneficial and greatest, it was one of my greatest moments in education to see these little human beings, how well they took care of each other. But that came from independence, which came from the dependence on me to give them the skills to become interdependent. Right. And, and you weren't at that point necessarily teaching colors, letters, shapes, and numbers, but <laughs> teaching how to be a person in mm -hmm. a community of other people. And, yeah. and that's huge. I think a lot of our, not a lot, that's not fair to say, some folks in leadership roles maybe forget that they're also teaching and training about how to effectively function in that team more so than doing a super awesome TPS report. How do you be a human here and how do you succeed in that way? Yeah. So Guy or Conroy, Myra, anything else you want to share about your experiences? No, I want McLaughlin to take those skills to our national government. That'd be... <laughs> I've thought about that. I think it would take decades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we do this job without talking? Can we do this yeah. job without making fun of somebody else? Can we do this job right. without <laughs> kicking each other in the chins? Yeah. Exactly. What, what came to my mind is the old axiom that, you know, that from a leadership perspective, that it's lonely at the top. And I've always thought that, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> and usually it's lonely at the top because the person at the top has made the decisions to be there by themselves. Correct. Um, because they haven't learned about this whole interdependence thing. And because it's some, or maybe it's worse here in the Pacific Northwest, the U.S., but we all, we're fiercely independent people, but we are all interdependent. And once 
you um, realize that or grasp onto it or believe it. It's just the way the world was put together. And it's lonely at the top because you've decided to be there by yourself and you're not going to be as successful as you otherwise could be until you understand that it's everything's connected and you need to be interdependent. So what Conroy started talking about um, from the very beginning and Myra was on too, um, it's all together and you have to find ways to work together and be interdependent upon each other. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to speak oh. anymore because that's perfect. Yeah, that's the story. It's, it's like, uh, and for me, that's a lot. You build a power on the back of the people and get their top and say, hey, how come nobody else is here? I'll tell you what, he stumped on them all and then you walled yourself off. Yeah. yeah. I, that's that's awesome. cool, Conroy. Thanks. Thanks, brother. If my mic wasn't on a boom, I would have dropped it. <laughs> that's right. Just drop the mic, baby. <laughs> uh, on that note, let's just say we're going to declare victory. Close out this podcast because that was a fabulous way to to wrap it up. And then, uh, for those of you listening, again, thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends, give it away as party gifts. Let everybody know because we don't want this to be a hidden gem. If you have comments, questions, concerns, issues, ideas, email us, please, and ask us at leadershipbs.co. Shoot us an email, find us on Facebook. We're here to uh, help you on the your questions. So until next time, we are the No More Leadership BS group saying thank you and goodbye. Later, bye. You later. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. Don't forget to give us a five star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.